Hi, I'm Miss Marcy, and you are listening to Conversations with Miss Marcy podcast. If you are looking for watered down conversations, this might not be the podcast for you. I'm just saying. Hey, everybody, welcome to another episode of Conversations with Miss Marcy. I am Miss Marcy. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. And to my continued listeners and supporters, welcome back and thank you so much. And to all of you, you could be listening to any podcast, but you choose to listen to this one. So for that, I do appreciate you. Yes, I do. Yes, I does. Yes, I does. (laughs) So, all right, before we get into anything, let's get into today's reflection. So I saw this online somewhere and I thought it was a very um I I thought it was a pretty good um reflection to post I mean to uh, mention to you guys so here you go if you can't be corrected without being offended you will never grow in life yep I agree with that that's true because it's like if you don't like nobody holding you accountable or holding your feet to the fire about things that you do that's wrong or whatever, then how can you grow? You know, the saying goes, you can't heal what you don't reveal. So if you, if a person can't, if someone can't correct you and you have to know the difference between, um, somebody just, you know, just trying to shit on you or just somebody giving you constructive criticism. And when you are old enough and you're more in a mature place, you'll take what a person says to you, um, and just, you know, just say, okay. And instead of just being combative or, um, you know, deflecting or just coming with a rebuttal. And I'm not going to lie. I remember years ago, you know, um, excuse me. I had to learn that too. You know, um, when someone would tell me something like a friend would tell me something about myself, you know, giving constructive criticism instead of just taking it and listening and, and trying to just, you know, say, okay, let me evaluate what they're saying. I would just come with a rebuttal like, oh, nah, nah. you know what I mean? And I had to learn that, you know, you have to just listen, just listen sometimes to what somebody's telling you and, um, take, take it in stride, you know? And, and, and if you can see that, you know, maybe they're right, then, you know, you just got to work on it because at the end of the day, we are all a work in progress. None of us are perfect. So it's like, you know, if somebody is telling you how they are experiencing you, then you should take heed to that. Instead of just trying to, like I said, deflect or rebuttal or anything, or trying to call them out and make it look like, oh, you, you're just saying that you're just mad or you're just this, you know, just say, oh, okay. Because not everything is, um, not everyone is trying to be against you and you have to know where it's coming from too. Like if it's one of your friends or somebody close to you, someone who loves you, you know, you know, if they're trying to be malicious or if they really are just being honest, because another thing that comes with that too, if people feel like they can't be honest with you and tell you things about yourself, then they won't. And they'll just either maybe don't deal with you or they'll just, they'll just not tell you and you'll go through life not being corrected. You'll just think that, okay, you can do and say whatever you want to do. And that's not, that's not, that's not what's up. I just think it comes with maturity when you become, um, self-aware and you become uh, more mature and you really do want to be a better version of yourself, you will take heed to constructive criticism and you won't be offended by it because like, like the, like the, what I just read, you can't grow. And why would you want to live life without growth? I mean, like, why would you not want to be growing in your life? 
So, yeah. So, like I said, I, I mean, I, I've been guilty of it, too. I think at the end of the day, I think it's just hard for us as people to accept uh, constructive criticism or it's hard for us to accept being corrected because let's just be real. Let's just be honest. We all want to think of ourselves as great people. We all want to think of ourselves in the good light. We always want to see, you know, our, our, we always want to think more highly of ourselves. We do. I mean, we really do. Nobody wants to admit certain things about themselves. It's hard. Sometimes it's hard to deal with you. You know, we, you know, sometimes we think it's hard dealing with other people's shit. Sometimes it's hard dealing with ourselves, <laughs> but it takes an honest person. It takes a mature person to look within and do some self-reflection and just, un, you know, peel back those layers of yourself because you can't be good to anybody else if you're not good to yourself first. And part of being good to yourself is being honest with yourself. Be honest with yourself. Be honest about your good. Be honest about your bad. And be honest about your ugly. And all the uglies, you know what I mean? You just you just work on it. That's all you can do is work on it. Apologize when you need to apologize. Um, you know, I mean, that's all you really can do for real. So, like I said, I had to learn though. I did. I had to learn. There were certain things I didn't mind. You know, I'd be like, okay, yeah, you're right about that. You're right about that. But then there were some things I'm like, uh-uh, nah. Nah, that's not, uh-uh, I, I, I don't agree with you on that. I don't agree with you on that, you know. But then I had to say, you know what? Maybe they're right. Maybe, I mean, shit, maybe it's the truth, you know. So, yeah, don't be afraid to be corrected. Um, Just don't, don't be offended if someone is telling you something and, and you know they're telling you for your own good. Because what I learned is you have to... When somebody tell you how they are experiencing you, you need to listen because I can't tell someone else how they are experiencing me. You see what I mean? If someone says, well, you know, Marcy, you know, you come across like this or Marcy, you know, I took this like that when you said this or, you know, everything is not to be against you. So if someone tells you something like that, you know, just listen and be like, okay, you know what? I do apologize if that's how it came across. So you know what? I, you, you're right. I'm gonna work on that. I'm gonna work on that. So I can say, I can say that I've gotten better over time. But again, like I said, it takes, um, it just takes, it just takes growth and it takes for you to just be honest with yourself. And, and that's really what it come down to is just being honest with yourself about who you are and stop thinking you more than what the hell you really are. I mean, we all can view ourselves as kings and queens, but sometimes, you know, even kings and queens need to be corrected. So don't get so so high up on your own pedestal to where can't nobody tell you anything or can't nobody correct you or can't nobody pull your coattail on some things. So, all right. <laughs> I don't want to get on, get on my soapbox there, but that one really, I thought that was a really good one because so many of us as people, we have a hard time, um, with, uh, accountability. We have a hard time with accountability and we have a hard time just accepting our flaws, even though we'll say in a minute, I'm flawed. I ain't perfect. I, I can tell you in a minute, I ain't perfect. But as soon as it comes down to you really, you know, being held to task or, you know, being confronted or, or being, um, you know, correct it. 
then we, you know, we backpedal and pussy pop on that. Uh-uh, you know, I, I didn't, uh-uh, you know, you can't tell, you know what I mean? Can't nobody tell us shit. So, yeah. <laughs> Y'all get the point. <laughs> Y'all get my point. Some things are just easy to say, you know, because it sounds good. So, anyway, I hope you guys are having a, fab, having a fabulous week or whatever. I went and got a mammogram done. I posted it on my Instagram Yep, it was that time of year again. I was like, damn. But I was supposed to go get it back in March, but I was putting it off. I'm not going to lie. I was just like, uh, I don't feel like it. I know I shouldn't have been thinking like that. But what happened was one of my good girlfriends, she called me. This is my childhood friend I've been knowing since I was nine, okay? So she had called me the other day and she was telling me that she had got one done. She had just got hers done. And this was her first one though. Because y'all know we all newly, we still new to the 40s club or whatever. So she had just got hers done and she was telling me about it or whatever. And I was just like, you know what? Let me go ahead and go and get mine done and just quit putting it off or whatever, you know, just quit putting it off. And so I scheduled it right after she and I got off the phone. I scheduled it and I went in and they was like, well, we got an opening tomorrow. So I was like, okay, I'll take it. So I went in, you know, it's one of those things where I'm not going to say I'd be nervous, but I don't be it's like my, my, my mind wanders. Like one of my, um, uh, friends commented on my Instagram and she said, you know, I hate it. She said she hate cause I posted the video. I mean, I didn't post myself getting the mammogram. I just posted myself like before I went in and, um, she commented, she was like, I hate getting mammograms. I'm like, I'm like, man, you know, um, I, I, I try to not let my mind wander cause y'all know, we as people, we get the mind, get to wandering. You be thinking about the what ifs, what if this, what if that. And then too, with, with my generation, so much is going on. Like so much as, you know, people, so many people are popping up with this and popping up with that. Like, it's just, it's nerve wracking. I'm going to be honest. It is so freaking nerve wracking. So that's, I guess that's how I will describe it. It's like when you, when I go, you know, I mean, my first one was last year, but when I went this year, I was more, you know, it was just more nerve wracking than anything. Just thinking about the what ifs and all that. But then once you, once I got in there, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> you know, you can only worry yourself so much about something. And well, I know me anyway, I, I can worry about something so much until where I just be like, I'll come to a point where I'll be like, you know what? Fuck it. You know, it, you know, what can you do? So but anyway, so I got my results back and then, you know, it was good. So, you know, that was that. So then I'll go again next year in the year of the day, you know, so hopefully, you know, every, every year is a good rapport, you know? So anyway, moving right along. All right. So I went to, um, I went to a retirement dinner, um, a retirement dinner party for one of my coworkers and, I was like, wow, it was so good to see everybody. And I couldn't believe it had been like, it's been two years. You know, they sent us home, yep, March of 2020. And so it's been two years now. And I was like, dang. And you know what? So I've been on my weight loss journey, whatever. So I've been um, losing some weight and stuff. And so when I walked in or whatever to the uh, to the restaurant, you know, my coworkers was like, hey, Marcy, ah. Oh. You're looking good, girl. You're looking good, girl. You know, 
And it's cool. I mean, it, it feels good to get those kind of compliments when you, especially when you've been working on yourself, working on, you know, your weight loss and all that kind of stuff. Not to say I was big as a house or nothing like that, but I'm just saying, um, the last they saw me, I was a little heavier. So it just, it was cool, you know, and, um, yeah, so it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. So, um, all right, let's get into today's discussion. Y'all, I got a taste for some peaches. Oh my gosh. I know this is sidebar, but I want some peaches so bad, man. I've been thinking about peaches for the past four days. And I, I'm mad because they're not in season right now. Damn it. They don't go into season until I think like July or August or some shit. Oh my gosh, I want some peaches. So I went and bought some and, and you know, in place of the peaches because I can't because I can't get the, the real ones. So I went and got some canned peaches, okay? I usually don't do canned nothing. But I, I do some canned fruit every now and then. That's not that's a lie. I'll do I buy like the the you know, actual fruit from the fruit stand at the grocery store. But I also do canned fruit sometimes as well. So since I can't get my hands on the actual peaches, you know, the ones from the fruit stand, I bought some canned peaches. I bought some um, kiwis, some uh, kiwis, um, and some, what else did I buy? Uh, it was something else, some bananas and some strawberries. I just been like on this real fruit. Oh, and, and I bought a watermelon too, like a little watermelon. I just been on this like real like fruit kick. I don't know just okay i don't know anyway i just thought about that because i was just thinking like damn i want i would love a peach right now <laughs> i guess i have to stick with the canned peaches for right now but anyway so like i said let's get into today's topic so what i want to talk about today is okay so what brought upon this topic let me just say it like this i want to talk about choices I want to talk about single parent home versus two parent homes and choices. And the reason why I want to talk about this is because I had a conversation. Y'all know how it is. Yeah. Y'all know a lot of my topics be inspired by conversations that I have with other people. So as I stated, I went to a retirement dinner for my coworker. She's retiring or whatever. And I found out, you know, as, you know, I was talking with other people, you know, we were just sitting there chatting and stuff, catching up. Oh, you know, what y'all been doing? What's been going on? You know, and then I found out who left the company and stuff like, you know, certain people had left the company because y'all know we don't see each other anymore. So you don't know who's still with the company or not. So um, it was like me and maybe like two other ladies or whatever, you know, every, we all were there talking and mingling, but I ended up kind of just talking with two of, two of my coworkers and stuff. We were sitting at the same table and stuff. And so I found out certain people that left like, Oh, you know, so-and-so they left. They're not with us anymore. I'm like, Oh really? Okay. Well, this one lady who just left, I was like, oh, wow, she's not with us anymore. Okay, they was like, yeah, she left. You know, she went to another company. I was like, oh, okay. And so one of the other ladies was like, she was like, shoot, I'm surprised she stayed. She was like, no, she was like, I'm surprised she was, she lasted as long as she did. I'm surprised she ended up leaving it and, and they ended up, they didn't, she said, I'm surprised she ended up leaving on her own and not getting, you know, getting let go. 
And the reason why she said that was because this particular young lady had an attitude problem. I mean, she had the worst fucking attitude. Her attitude was really bad. I mean, my supervisor is a really, really nice guy. Really nice guy. You hear me? One of the best supervisors I've ever had. Just real nice, real laid back. Not a micromanager, none of that. You know, he's just a really nice person. And I can't say that I understood why she had such a bad attitude because nobody understood it. She just had a really bad attitude. Like she would do stuff like, um, she would, we would like say, say when we were safe, we have like a meeting. So going back to like when we were all still in the building, if we were having like a, we would have like this team meeting like every morning. It would be like a group huddle or whatever. And honey, if something was said that she didn't like, she had to be the one to speak up and just speak up and speak out and blurt out things. And she would like, she would call him out on certain things that wasn't even so. Like for instance, one time she tried to insinuate that he was on some racist shit and he was not, you know, um, yeah, he's a white guy, you know, he's a white man or whatever. And, um, these, they were, they were basically sending three people from our team to another department just temporarily to help out. And it just so happened that the three that they sent were white. I didn't think anything of it. I I did not think anything of it. Ooh, she, obviously she did because she called it out. She was like, why they get to go? I mean, I just want to know why they get to go. And this, this is the X, Y, Z, blah, 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 blah. She was actually going back and forth with him. And he was just like, you know, it wasn't based on anything personal. It was a business decision. And I mean, like, oh my God. I mean, it, and not just that incident, but there are, there were so many incidents other than that. Not only was she always kind of like coming for him, but she was also always into it with other coworkers as well. Just one of those people. It was like, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I was thinking the same thing too. Like, damn. I was surprised she was still with the company because I've been in corporate for a long time. I've been in corporate hell, you know, for, like I said, for a long time. And one thing I know about corporate America is people who are troublemakers and in, in, in a work environment, they usually don't last long because a lot of companies don't tolerate that. A lot of companies that is that, that doesn't fall in line with the culture of, of, of a company. Companies want to see that you get along well with others. Nobody wants a problem child on their team or in their department or anything like that. So she was definitely a problem child and she didn't give a shit. She didn't give a shit. And I remember she had a conversation, me and her, me and her was cool. You know what I'm saying? I remember me and her had a conversation and she was telling me like, you know, she's had a lot of jobs because of her attitude. She wasn't able to stay with companies or whatever. And I mean, she had a bad temper. It was, I mean, for real, it was bad. I remember thinking like, damn, this girl, she don't give a shit. Oh my gosh. She must don't need a job or something. Or I was thinking to myself, shit, she need to either go, she need to be an entrepreneur. She need to work for herself because she does not. Some people just are not fit to work with people. You ever see, y'all ever see people, y'all ever work with people or y'all ever go to a company or call a company or whatever, what have you in the person who has to be the face of the company, meaning they're like the first point of contact 
to customers, they have the worst damn attitude. And you wonder like, why the fuck are they sitting up here at the front desk? Why is she the receptionist? She clearly doesn't like people. She clearly doesn't know how to talk to people. Why is she at the front desk? Why is she greeting people? Why is she answering the phone? You know what I'm saying? Or why is he at the front desk? Whatever. Because it's like some people just don't need to work with people. Some people are just better, a better fit working behind the scenes or solo. So anyway, that was the perception I had of her, that she didn't need to be working with people. So anyway, so as we were talking, they said, you know, they were like, you know, cause everybody agreed like, damn, you know, we actually surprised that she stayed longer than she, long as she did. Now it, it seemed like, was we gossiping or <laughs> look, I'll never talk to people at work like that. They were saying that too. They was like, you was always quiet over there at your desk. You know, you was just always so quiet. And and that was what I wanted. That's how I wanted it. I, I, I didn't mind being the person who would speak to people and be cordial and nice, but I, yeah, I want y'all to, I want y'all to believe I'm the quiet girl. Yes. I'm quiet. I stay out that bullshit. I ain't in no gossiping. I ain't in none of that mess. You know what I mean? So anyway, so as we were talking and stuff, you know, like I said, I mean, they were doing most of the talking, you know what I'm saying? But they was just like, you know, yeah, we're surprised she stayed as long as she did. Well, they said that they went on to say that, you know, the reason why she acted like that, they said the reason why her attitude was so bad and she acted the way she did was because she was spoiled rotten. Now this was a grown woman. She was like in her, maybe like late forties or somewhere, maybe mid forties. I'm going to say mid forties. And they were like, yeah, she, she was spoiled rotten. I was like, really? Now, me, I could have swore, I mean, from what I saw, I thought maybe she just acted like that because, <clears throat> excuse me, I ain't gonna lie, I thought she was, might have been ghetto or just from the hood somewhere, I, I ain't gonna lie, I, that's what I thought, like, she can't, because she was very rough around the edges, that was, that was the, the attitude she kind of presented, she was so rough around the edges, like, my goodness, it was like, she was like a ticking time bomb, like, if you said the wrong thing to her, she was like, you know what I mean? So yeah, I thought maybe she was just kind of hood, but now nah, they was like, yeah, she was spoiled to death. They was like her, her father had her spoiled rotten. And I was like, really? They was like, yeah. And they said that, um, she said she wasn't used to nobody standing up to her. And she was basically the type that, you know, her father told her she ain't got to take nobody shit. I said, well, damn, she must've took that and ran with it. And when her daddy told her she ain't had to take no shit off nobody, she took that and ran with it. But it sounded to me like her daddy forgot to tell her that ain't nobody got to take no shit off of her either. <laughs> so, which brings me to what I want to talk about. So, here, here's one thing I've observed. Now, of course, um, I don't have any kids, okay? But I can still speak on this. And that's another thing. People be tripping me out. I can like, just because you ain't got no kids, you can't speak on certain things. Now, there's certain things I won't speak on because I don't have kids. But there are certain things that I don't feel like I have to have children to speak on because some shit is just, I mean, some shit is just common sense. And then not only that, when I was a kid once, so you know what I'm saying? I know a little something, something, okay? So anyway basically what I want to say is there has always been this thing that 
you know, when you come from a single parent home versus a two parent home, you know, when you have a two parent home, you have a better upbringing and, you know, you have a better chance at this and that. And you, when you come from a single parent home, you know, you have a certain mentality and, you know, especially like if you're a girl who was uh, raised without a father in your life, or you just came from a single parent home, then, then you more than likely you got daddy issues and you, you search for love and all the wrong places. You're trying to fill a void. And you know what, baby, I'm starting to, to feel like, you know, at the end of the day, none of that shit means nothing. It means something to some extent, but not all the way. I don't think that a single parent home or a two parent home can really predict how your child is going to turn out to be. I think it's all about choices. Just like I think, just like I believe, okay, the same as I believe that a man who, a man who will be faithful and loyal to his woman is a man who wants to be faithful and loyal to his woman. I don't believe that all that, if you cook them, if you cook for them, you cook good for them, you fuck them good, you suck them good, you do all this, that'll keep your man at home, that'll keep your man from cheating. No, I think what will keep your man at home and what will keep your man from cheating is a man who simply wants to be home, a man who doesn't want to cheat. And it's just that simple to me. So what I'm saying is it's all about choices at the end of the day. It's all about choices. And I say that because, um, I look around and I look at people who come from two parent homes and single parent homes. I notice like some people who I know who come from two parent homes, shit, they grew up and made some of the fucking worst damn decisions. Like I know a dude who came from a two parent home, really good parents, you know, um, parents been together, you know, all his life pretty much and very well to do family. But you know what? He went out here and did some bullshit and spent eight years in prison. You see what I'm saying? Now had now now the and the things that he did, you would think, you know, I mean, based on the logic of, uh, you know, somebody coming from a single parent home versus two parent home, based on that logic, you would think he would have came from a single parent home. No, he came from a two parent home, very well to do family. And I mean, it's just, I don't know. I just feel like it, like I said, it's all about choices. The choices people grow up to make just because it, you know, just because you come from a single parent home don't mean you can't grow up and be great and make great decisions. See, a lot of times we got to look at this too. Sometimes it's about who a person's trying not to be like. So for instance, you may see a man be a great father to his kids and you made a you might assume oh he come from a two-parent home he had his mommy and his daddy shit he might not have had neither one of them or he might have he might have had one and not the other so he might have had his mom who might have been a strong woman in his life um but he may have had a a a deadbeat ass father who wasn't around well he wants to be a better father to his children so yeah he's not he's not a deadbeat or absent father he's right there with his kids so you know what i mean so it's like you can't really judge people based on 
what they grew up in or who, who they grew up around or whatever. I see some of the roughest dudes or some of the roughest people who, who, who are ghetto as fuck and hood and a motherfucker. And they raising some of the best, they raising their kids so great and, and, and so non hood and so not, not, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like their kids are being raised properly. Like they raising their kids to go to, you know, very, um, great, you know, great schools and, um, um, you know, you know, you know what I'm saying? I'm seeing that too. Like some of the people that's so hood and ghetto shit, they, they, they're not, they're not, their kids aren't living in ghettos. You know, the kids are living in homes and I you know, houses and they got the best of the best. And, you know, they're going to the best schools They're not going to those, some, to some old raggedy ass schools. No, they're going to the best top, top of the line schools. So it just, again, it's all about choices. It is all about choices. I mean, I see um, girls that I, you know, that I might have known who came from two-parent homes. They had their daddy in their lives and their moms as well. But shit, I mean, I mean based on the logic of if a girl grows up without her father, then she's looking for love in the wrong places, sleeping around, or she's doing X, Y, Z because she's trying to fill a void. I see that same behavior and girls who grew up with their fathers in their lives. I see that same exact behavior. And it's crazy because I also see, um, you know, people who grew up in like suburban areas and, and just really nice homes. Like I said, two parent homes or just come from a well-to-do family. They exude the most ghetto ass, ratchet ass behavior. <laughs> As opposed to someone who grew up in a single parent home, who grew up in the fucking ghettos and who grew up, you know what I'm saying? Without this or without that shit, they the most, they're the ones most level headed. And, and I, I don't know. It's just, it's just crazy. I, I think it really do boil down to choices. Just like I grew up in one, well, I spent some time in a, in a suburban area in, in Dayton called Jefferson Township. And I mean, this was like, you know, most of the kids out there, they came from two parent, you know, they had two parent homes, pretty nice, you know, nice homes and well-to-do families and shit like that. And the gag is a lot of those, especially the guys from out there, a lot of those kids grew up to get into a life of crime. And I mean, like that shit still baffles me to this day. I'll be like, damn, I can't believe the road that a lot of, a lot of them went went down like it's crazy as shit so again and also it seems like i think too one of the things of it is people who came from a certain side of the tracks you know like i said the suburban life and things like that it's like they have this hunger or this desire for the wild side you know, they want to, you know what I'm saying? They want to experience the, the rough side of the tracks where people who grew up on the rough sides of the tracks because they didn't have no choice. They're trying to get the hell from away from those side. And they want to get over to the other side. They want to get over to the suburban side. They want to get over to, you know what I'm saying? The calm life, the calm living, you know? So I, I don't know. I think it's the opposite of track type of situation too. I think that's part of it as well. But I'm just saying that, um, you know, you just can't judge a book by, you just can't judge people sometimes by their, um, by, you know, where they grew up or stuff or, you know, whatever. And, and I'm a firm believer that what you put into your kids, you know, the world's going to have to deal with, you know, just like, like I, like the young lady I just mentioned, my old coworker, 
you know, she's spoiled rotten and oh my gosh. And I've, I've dated a spoiled guy myself and that shit spoiled people are hard as fuck to deal with. They are hard to be in relationships with. You know, my thing is there's nothing wrong with spoiling, spoiling your child. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I, I, I don't see nothing wrong with it. Um, because at the end of the day, and I know this without being a parent is you want your children to have the best. You always want your children to have what you didn't have or what have you. So and that being said, there is nothing wrong with spoiling your child. Um, now I think the problem comes in is where you don't have a balance. When you always telling your child, yes, yes, yes. Hell, the minute you say no, they're going to look at you like you fucking crazy. They're going to ready to go upside your head. Like you have to have balance. I mean, you can't just always give a child their way because that's not life. That's not how life works. And sometimes when you see, um, kids who have the best of the best all the time, and they're not wanting for nothing. I mean, they just got everything. They're never told. No, that is a problem. That parent is fucking being a crutch to that child because when that child gets older, they're going to have a sense of entitlement and they're going to go like, like I said, which whatever you put into your child, the world has to deal with and your child has to deal with the world and your child is going to get a rude awakening that the fucking world don't revolve around them. And they can't always be told yes. This is not a yes world. It's not. So, you know, like I said, you got to have balance. And I mean, like I said, there is nothing wrong with spoiling your child though. I mean, I, I mean, who, who am I to tell somebody they shouldn't spoil their child? Shit. I mean, you gonna spoil your child. You just still, I think you just still have some type of balance. You do. You just, you, you have to have some type of balance because too much of anything is bad anyway. You know what I'm saying? So um, and then not only that, but sometimes when you see people and they just have everything and you think, oh my gosh, they got it so made, you know, they got it made. Yeah. They may have everything, um, material, you know, in, in terms of material, but who was to say that they have anything, you know, from an emotional standpoint, are you just spoiled materialistically or are you also spoiled emotionally, you know? Um, because a lot of times parents are trying to compensate. Sometimes they're just, they're, they're, they give their kids everything because either they're not there with them. They're working all the time or, you know, just to keep them out of their hair. Cause they want to do them. You know what I mean? They want to just do their own thing. So you just never know. So it's just, it's just, um, it's just one of those things. You, like I say, you just never know. So I think that it has to be, there has to be balance, you know, there has to be balance. So, um, yeah, I just want to say that basically just because somebody come from a two parent home does not mean that that will produce the best outcome. And just because somebody comes from a single parent home does not mean that that will produce the, the worst outcome. I'm seeing it all kind of ways this day and age. I'm seeing it in all kind of ways for real. So sometimes people who come from a single parent home, you know, they may feel like they missed out on a whole lot. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I personally believe in a two parent home. I do. I believe in a two parent home, not because I feel like that's going to produce the most perfect outcome. Because I know sometimes people say shit like, like somebody might be like, okay, why you ain't got no kids? Okay. And I might say shit. I'd rather be married first. Like my one, I have a cousin. She told me, she said shit. She ain't got no kids either, but she said shit. I ain't having no kids unless I'm married. I ain't having none unless I'm married. And that is her prerogative. I can't stand when 
when a woman makes a comment like that, somebody always got to say some shit like, I mean, well, you know, marriage don't, marriage don't mean nothing. Marriage don't make that. Marriage ain't gonna mean it's gonna be perfect. Marriage don't guarantee nothing. Well, we know that. There's no guarantees in life, honey. The only guarantees in life is death. Okay. So just because somebody says that they prefer to get married first or they prefer to be married when they have their children does not mean, you know, and that's the thing. People say that when it's a single, when it's a woman like myself who don't have any children, like if I say I want to be married first, bitches eyes get the rolling, bitches lips get the smacking or whatever. And it's always a black woman that's got something to say. It's always a black woman. Okay. And they'll say some shit like, oh, well, you know, but how you going to ask me why I don't have, have any kids and how you, gonna, that's my pre- preference. If I say I'd rather be married first, what the fuck? Now me personally, I'm not saying that I will be married first. Um, if I decide to have a child, you know, I mean, shit. um, there's a possibility I won't be married and, 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 and I'll be okay with that too. I'm just saying. You know, hopefully I am married first. That's just what I'm saying. But let it be a chick who already got children. And if she says she wants to have, she wants to be married first. Oh, that's understandable. Oh yeah, that's understandable. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. It just, it, it, it just be tripping me out. Whatever. I'd be like, okay, whatever. But anyway, so yeah, no, nobody's saying that they guarantee that it's going to be perfect just because they get married. That's not the whole case. That's not even the whole reason of, of wanting to have, um, a mate, a partner uh, before you have children. Hell, I just say it because I come from a single parent home. You know what I'm saying? And even with me coming from a single parent home, I want to go back real quick. I wasn't one of those girls. I mean, I have a relationship with my father now, you know what I'm saying? But I'm just saying like, I came from a single parent home and I wasn't, you know, I wasn't one of those girls who, oh, I slept around looking for daddy's love in all the wrong places, trying to fill a void. I wasn't one of those girls, you know? So I'm just saying like that, that's not always the case. You know, that's not always the case. So anyway, um, what was I saying? Oh yeah. So, um, yeah. So it's like one of those things where, like I said, nobody is saying that they, they, that there's gotta be perfect, you know, and that's why they want to have a, a mate. I mean, that's why they want to be married first. Cause they, they're expecting some type of perfect situation. No, a lot of times going back to what I said, sometimes you, you, you want what you didn't get to have, you know, um, you want what you didn't get to have. So it's like, if you grew up in a single parent home, like, yeah, you want to sometimes give your child something different. So, and, and, and you know, people need to cut the shit out when they be like, you know, well, my mom, you know, my mom raised me a single parent and, and I turned out just fine. Or, you know, I, I, I shoot, you know, it's possible that, you know, but the thing is a lot of our parents, you know, they were single parents and they raised us on their own and they did what they had to do and they bust their ass and they did this and they did that. It's because they had to. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you don't have to do it like that, you know what I mean? So 
you, you know, again, our parents want us to do better than them. We don't have to keep repeating certain cycles just because, you know, we, we think that, okay. And see, black people, we always think we are reserved for struggle. We always think struggle is reserved for us. We, you know what I'm saying? We, we think we supposed to do that shit. Yeah. But the devil is a lie. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't, you know, I mean, and now don't get me wrong. Let me go. Let me say this. If you're a woman who truly wants children and you don't give a fuck if you, you know, got the man in your life or not, or, you know, or you want to go do the sperm donor type stuff or, you know, cause there are some women that's doing that now too. Um, or you just, you know what I'm saying? If you just want to have a baby and you know, you, you don't care about having a mate or whatever, that's, that's fine too. You know, it's all about a preference is what I'm saying. It's all about a preference. Don't knock a person cause they say they want to be married. You know what I'm saying? Don't, don't knock somebody who just want a baby regardless of what the situation is. So, you know, it's all about preference. But my whole point of this whole conversation is that, like I said, I just feel like, um, when it all comes down to it, when it's all said and done in terms of, um, whether you come from a two parent home or a single parent home, I think life really is about the choices that we choose to make. It really is. Because like I said, I'm seeing it both ways. You know, I remember knowing people who I remember thinking like, damn, they had it good. I mean, oh my gosh, I just can't believe it. Like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like you see people, they be done. They had it going on when you was growing up knowing them. I mean, they had a loving father, a loving mother, but then you turn around and hear that they done shit. They was a fucking serial killer. You'd be like, what the fuck? Oh my gosh. You know, so it's not always the serial killer. He had this. It's not always the case of the serial killer, uh, being brought up in a, had a rough upbringing or, you know, the serial killer's mom was on drugs and the serial killer he was raised up in the foster system growing up. It's not always the case. Sometimes it's shit. The, the serial killer grew up in the suburbs. The, the serial killer shit. Mama was a damn nurse. Daddy was a damn uh fucking executive at some top company. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like shit. Sometimes they'll be they be fucked up too. <laughs> like y'all be here. You know them the the ones that be shooting up the schools. Little white kids, they be coming from them rich, well-to-do families. She be like, what the hell went wrong? So yeah, again, it's about choices. And 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 sometimes what a child grow up to do, it ain't it ain't on the mama, it ain't on the daddy, it ain't on the parents. Sometimes it's just that child's choice. It ain't got nothing to do with the parents. But I do feel like parents are influential on their children. It could be a positive influence or it could be a negative influence. But I do, I do believe that when, when you, as a person, you, you know, you, you come to an age and a point in life, you reach a certain level of maturity where you do understand right from wrong and you know what you should and shouldn't be doing. So you can't always put the blame on your parents. You just can't. So, you know, that's what it comes down to. So, yeah, um. Yeah, so we just gotta we just gotta understand people as a people and not try to look at you know like I said their their background. So, like I said, I know for me, um, 
like I said, I come from a two parent home. Um, I'm I'm sorry, I'm sorry. What my head? What the hell am I saying? <laughs> I didn't think it's straight. I'll come from a single parent home, you know, for the most part. Um, and um, I mean, you know, I don't like I don't feel like oh, you know, that ruined me or <laughs> you know what I'm saying or um. You know what I'm saying? I don't feel like it, it that had a, I mean, I think, I do think that when we do come from a single parent home, we do, um, we do kind of adopt this mentality that, yeah, you know, work hard, you know, be independent. So you ain't got to depend on nobody and stuff like that. I do think that comes from that because you grow up in a single parent home and you, you, you learn because you watch your mom rely on herself. So you learn that, okay, I need to rely on myself. I don't need to rely on anyone. You see what I'm saying? So I, I can see that, you know, so, um, but, but just to say that, oh, you know, so if you come from a single parent home or, you know, you, you ain't used to having this parent around or you ain't used to having this around, blah, 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 then you're going to automatically have this type of mentality or you're going to automatically, uh, have daddy issues and some, nah, sometimes it ain't even about daddy issues. Sometimes some females just be having fucking issues. Some females be having just issues that ain't got nothing to do with their daddies. I'm sorry. For real. That sometimes ain't got shit to do with it. Shoot. So, and just because maybe sometimes just because you don't have, you didn't have your daddy around doesn't mean you don't have some type of male role model or male influence around you. Like you can have, you know, your uncles, your older cousins, older brothers, you know what I'm saying? Or just, you know, you know, you can have other male influences around you who can still teach you and talk to you and stuff. And, and you know, just, you know, um, pro, you know, provide that, that, um, that, you know, male protection or that, you know, just that, that, fatherly type of love even though yeah you know sometimes it's obviously not the same as it will be your dad but i'm just saying like you still you still have some type of uh male influence around you you know so i don't know and then hell sometimes some dudes for real like some dudes that i that i be knowing that that got kids shit sometimes well you know what i'm gonna say this most dudes that i know personally they got kids. They're actually good dads. I will say that. But some, 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 um, some females got dudes with niggas that I'd be like, mm, maybe that child better off not knowing, not, not having him around shit. Some, some kids turn out better. Like I said, some kids, some kids turn out better when they, they, they certain daddies ain't around shit for real. Because believe it or not, like I said, sometimes some parents can be a negative influence on their kids. Shit. So, yeah. So at the end of the day, it all comes back to choices. 
So y'all always remember that it's all about the choices and, and the parents who raising their kids and they doing the best they can. They providing the best they can. Um, cause that's all you can do is the best you can. You know, sometimes you don't even know if the best you, sometimes you don't even know if what you thought was the best was the best. Sometimes you don't even know that until your child gets older and you start seeing certain things like what the fuck and, or your child come and tell you like, you know, look, you know, this is what you did when I was growing up and this is how this affected me or whatever, whatever. But anyway, like I said, if you want those parents, you know, you're doing the best you can you providing for your kids, you know, you're there for your kids, you're, you're involved with your kids, you know, um, and then your kids still turn out to go and rob banks or do whatever, or turn out to go kill people and all that kind of stuff. You got to know that that's not on you. It's not. Sometimes, you know, kids have their own, um, experiences that they have to go through. Sometimes they have their own decisions that they, they have to make. And again, it has nothing to do with you as a parent. You know, so I know, and I say that because I know a lot of times parents, they take that, they internalize, you know, the, the, um, the mistakes their kids make or the, the road their child decides, decides to go down. They'll take, they'll internalize that and feel like, oh my gosh, where did I go wrong? You know, what did I do? And sometimes you ain't did shit wrong. It's just, that was the choice your child decided to make. And, and unfortunately after a, a, a child gets after a person turns a certain age, there's nothing a parent can do. All you can do is pray for your child. There's really nothing you can do. So, um, but yeah, I wanted to say that as encouragement too, to some parents. And, um, because I see that happening too, a lot of times, you know, some parents just, you know, they, they get down on themselves. Like I saw a girl posted on Facebook. Matter of fact, not too long ago, I think her son just got sentenced to some time, to some time in prison. Um, and, um, you know, a lot of people were commenting and encouraging her and she was basically in her posting. And this is the type of shit people don't really talk about either, but this is real shit and this stuff that really happens. I know a lot of times people post all the good things and, 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 I, and I, that's, that's cool too. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, sometimes, you know, sometimes you go through it with your kids. Sometimes, you know, I mean, you, 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 you're lucky when you get a child that, you know, you know, you you don't, you don't know what the hell you're going to get with your kids when they get older. Like I said, but you lucky when you can, uh, when you, you get a child that does the right things and don't give you no problems and things like that. Well, in this case, she was saying, um, the young lady was saying that her son, I, I forgot what she was saying, but basically she was saying she did all she could do. She's tried this, she's tried that, but it still didn't stop him from, um, doing whatever he did. Cause like I said, I think he got um, sent to prison and man, that's got to be hard too, man. When you're, Oh my goodness. Ooh, man. And then there was like some back and forth between her. Cause I think she called out the, her son's father. And then, you know, the sister chimed in like, you know, like, you know, you ain't about to throw my brother under the bus, you know, blah, 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 blah. So, you know, uh, I'm just saying sometimes the situations like that, you, I mean, you know, it, again, sometimes it just ain't on you. It, it, you know, sometimes kids gotta, sometimes, you know, kids grow up into people. They grow up into grown, they grow up into an, uh, adults and they have decisions that they can make, that they make right or wrong or indifferent or whatever. Um, and it sometimes, you know, it, you never know, you know, what your child has gone through to, you know, they have their own experiences. Like I said, 
just like I was talking about Regina King's son, um, I just, just came to my mind too. The fact that he committed suicide and stuff like that, like, I hope she's not blaming herself, you know, because again, sometimes some shit just, it's not on you. It's, it's, that was your child's decision. Your child is a, a person of their own. And, and I mean, Hey, you know, and that's just so unfortunate. Oh, that's so unfortunate. Oh, I can only imagine though, as a parent, that has got to be one of the most worrisome, bothersome, uh, stressful things is when, I mean, you don't know how, you don't know what road your child is going to go down. You don't. Um, I, I know a, a guy who he had a son who was incarcerated. Um, he was incarcerated for like 10 years. And I remember him telling me, he was like, you know, I don't even know what happened. And he said, because he was doing so good at first, he was like, he was doing so good. He was on the right track. And then all of a sudden, just boom, he started going down the wrong path. You know, um, he, that son is home now though. He's, he's did his time and he's doing good. He's working and everything. So that's good. But I'm just saying, you know, he was just, he had told me, you know, his father told me like, he was like, I don't know what happened. I don't know where he went, you know, what, sometimes it could just be the crowd they run with. You never know. Again, it goes back to choices. So, but, um, yes. So that's what I wanted to talk about though. Um, I, I don't know why that, that conversation triggered me to want to talk about that when, um, like I said about, um, my coworker, you know, my, well, my old ex coworker, because that tripped me out. I was like, damn, she was like, yeah, they was like, she was spoiled rotten. And she just, you know, she felt like shit. Couldn't nobody tell her shit. And her father told her she ain't got to take nobody shit. And, you know, I, I knew another guy who was spoiled as fuck. Like I said, uh, he was a guy that I dated and he was spoiled. And I remember him telling me his mama showed him that he ain't had to, he ain't had to stay in no shit. He ain't got to take nobody shit and he ain't had to stay in no shit. And, and as a result of that, he was the type of person, his, 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 his habit and his behavior pattern with women was this. In every relationship he had been in, he left. He was the one who left. And he said that his mom taught him that because he don't have to stay in nothing he don't want to be in. Well, unfortunately, um, from what it seems to me is his mother taught him not to deal with shit. His mother taught him how not to work through shit. His mother taught him that he don't have to work through shit. Because when you are someone who leaves, you're always leaving. That's not a good look for you. Although you may think it is, it's really not. Because that means you don't know how to stand. Now, don't get me wrong. Don't nobody want to stay in nothing that they're not happy in. Don't nobody want to stay in nothing. No, you know what I'm saying? But if you look up, and it's just like I say about people always cutting people off. If you're the one always leaving or cutting somebody off or whatever, I think at that point it's time to look internally and see what the hell is going on with you because you might be the problem. It might not be everybody else. It might be you. <laughs> so like I said, somebody that's spoiled, 
they have a hard time. They damn sure have a hard time with, uh, um, self-reflection or, um, accountability. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Because they're not used to someone holding them to task. They're used to getting their way all the time. And, and that's what it was with him. You know, talking about I am. My mom taught me I ain't never got to stay in there. I ain't never, you know, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. And now your ass is shit. Damn near. I think he's 50 now. Yeah, he's 50 years old and you can't hold down a stable fucking relationship. Because your mama taught you that you ain't got to stay in nothing. I don't even think his mama meant it like that. Just like the young lady talking about her daddy told her she ain't got to take no shit off nobody. I don't think her daddy meant it. In the, I think like like her, I think he took what his mama said and he ran with it and he ran the wrong way with it. Because his mom has been married to his dad pretty much all his life. You know what I mean? So we're talking like 40, 50 years or whatever. And I'm sure they done went through some shit. Although he tried to say, nah, I never seen my mom and dad argue. I never seen them go through nothing. Okay, yeah, whatever. Maybe some nights when they wanted to argue and shit, they may have went to the car, went out to the car. So they went, so you, you wouldn't hear them, you know what I'm saying? Arguing in the house or whatever. You know, parents hide shit from their kids. Some parents did anyway. And I, I don't care what nobody say. You can't tell me your mom and daddy been married for 30, 40, 50 years and they ain't been through no shit. Yeah, right. Come on, cut it out. Please cut it out. Stop it. You just don't know nothing about it. That go for anybody. Like I can't, you can't get me to believe somebody been together, married for 30, 40, 50. Shit. And ain't been through some shit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. That remind me of the episode of us uh, insecure when Molly, Molly's parents had been together for like for a long time, like 40, 50 years. And Molly had this image that she had this perception of her mom and dad that they were so perfect. Literally, she truly thought they had never been through no shit. She thought that it was just always peaches and cream and strawberries, you know, with, between her mom and dad. She just, yeah, they were her ideal couple that she looked up to them. And that's fine and that's well. But when she found out through a messy ass aunt at the barbecue, <laughs> She found out that her mommy and daddy wasn't so perfect because her daddy had cheated on her mom before. Now, by the time she found out about it, by the time this tea was spilled by the messy aunt, you know, her mom and dad had long gone, been through it and got over it or whatever. But it was new information to Molly and she was devastated. She was so fucking devastated because she had this image. And that's why I'm like, you know, I don't think children need to be in adults business. I don't. But I, I think it's also kind of kind of dangerous when you hide a lot from your kids. I do. I do because you're not exposing them to reality. Now, don't get me wrong. It's certain ages and stages that children um, don't need to know certain realities. They don't. But I do think that when they get a certain age, I do think that it's okay if certain conversations take place. But, you know, especially when they get grown and they start having kids of their own. I just don't think you know, you should always hide things that you, you know, that you went through together from your child, from your children, because you don't want to give them a false sense of reality. Like the guy that I'm talking about that I once dated or like, you know, I know it's a fictional character, but like Molly on insecure, like you don't want to do that because when they do finally find out the truth, they'd be fucking devastated. Sometimes they can't handle the shit. Like, Oh my gosh. I didn't know. I didn't know. You know? So yeah. But, um, 
so yeah so yeah it's just like i said it's all about um it's all about um choices okay so um i think that's it y'all shit I don't want to sound like I'm rambling or nothing. So let me go ahead and get off of here and give y'all back the rest of the day. And y'all remember to, um, you know, feel free to leave a voicemail on my, on anchor. If you listen on anchor, leave a, um, leave a little comment or message or whatever. And I will play it on the next episode. So, um, all right, y'all, I'm about to get out of here and, uh, I will catch y'all on the next episode. Till next time, peace. All right, guys, that's a wrap. And once again, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Now, don't be stingy. Go ahead and share this podcast. And don't forget to follow on social media. Remember, you might get glad about what I said, or you might get mad about what I said. Either way, I said what I said. Till next time, y'all take care. Bye.